Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 61 of Be With Me. We're going to look in the book of 1 Corinthians, and we are in chapter 14. And I'm going to start with verse 12. So you with yourselves. Since you are eager for the manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray for the power to interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. In the law it is written, by people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners, I will speak to this people. And even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Thus, tongues are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. While prophecy is a sign, not for unbelievers, but for believers. Therefore, if the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your minds? So a couple of uh, big points from this passage today. Number one. Uh, we're to be praying with our spirits and singing with our spirits, but also praying and singing with our mind. So our mind is an active, engaged process here. And he's asking us, don't just be eager for gifts, but be eager for gifts that build up the church, build up the body. And uh, he's, he's going to go, and he's going to compare and contrast tongues versus prophecy here in a minute. And he's going to talk about examples of corporate worship done correctly. And thanksgiving is definitely part of this. But uh, if you're just using tongues, you may be getting the thanksgiving correct. But the problem is another person is not being built up. In other words, you're supposed to have an eye towards others. So you mean to tell me that there's more to corporate worship than just me? Yes. You're supposed to be thinking about others. And in this case, perhaps the seeker. Uh, so the use of tongues corporately without an accurate in interpretation either by yourself or somebody else should not be done. Why? Because it's not about you. Uh, remember back in chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, talked about you are not your own, you are bought with a price. So a couple of principles from today's passage. Uh, we're obviously supposed to have both our spirit and our mind engaged and our leaders who are leading corporate worship both of those things are true, but then they're supposed to have an eye towards uh, the inexperienced, the unbelievers, those who are who are with us. And Paul says, I would rather speak five words of instruction. So there's going to be a part of corporate worship which is instructive, that is using your mind or listening to and receiving someone who has used their mind before they got there. So it's uh, developing a mature way of thinking. And I just love this little thing about being uh, infants in evil. It's just almost like a little throwaway side note. 
we're supposed to be mature in our mind with regards to spiritual things, but as far as evil things, innocent, like like uh, like uh, infants. So saying about evil things, I don't know, or and I'm not exposed. It's not the the idea which I think our society does, which is hey, let's get as close to the line as you possibly can get. And I think what this is saying is draw yourself back from the line of evil as far as possible. And so having an expertise or experience or exposure is really not the effort that we're looking for. So teaching point, you know, we're supposed to be guarding our tongue, guarding our eyes, guarding our steps, who we walk with, guarding our people, guarding our bodies, guarding our experience. That is uh, extremely biblical. All right, so tongues is a sign for believers. It's to be used privately, should not be used corporately without an accurate interpretation. Uh, it can be a, a negative sign. It can lead to uh, a negative conclusion, bad conclusions, and that is you're out of your minds. So tongues are a sign, but they're a negative sign when used in the wrong way. And it, uh, in tomorrow's passage, he's going to talk about conviction and calling and heart disclosure and, po- and people falling on their face and worshiping and 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 seeing the face of gods, if you will. And that's, he's comparing and contrasting prophecy, and that's what he's going to uh, use as a conclusion for for the next passages. So, so the principles here, he's shooting for orderly worship. He's shooting for an eye towards your brothers and sisters, that you're, you are your brother's keeper, and be ready for instruction. Instruction is supposed to be happening in corporate uh, worship and develop mature thinking. So, in conclusion, being eager is good. I'm glad that you're eager for God, Corinthians and listeners here to the podcast. Uh, I'm glad you're eager for the things of God. I'm glad you're eager to worship, but let's be innocent as far as evil goes. But And let's keep an eye for our brothers and sisters. So let's shoot towards orderly, aware worship, which probably has some instruction and leads us towards mature thinking. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for Prophecy.